I do think texting's more fun, but I it agree, is. like, give it a sec. He wants to see your Legos. Show him your Legos. You want to see my Lego boy? <laughs> I mean, I have lots of pictures. Uh, not my newest one that I'm building, which, just by the way. I'm just giving him a little Lego sneak peek. <laughs> Flash. Wait, can, we, can this be the intro? Are you comfortable <laughs> with that? Because I think it's hilarious. Uh, yeah. So many Can good I things. Say something to the fifteen and a half males listening. Yeah, I don't you know listen what qualifies up. as a half. Listen up, you you men. When you connect with someone on a dating app, give them a sec, just a second, just a second. Like humor them into just you know like interacting a couple times. Ask them what they do for a living. Sound interested when they ask you a question. Answer the question and then ask them one back. Don't just give your answer. Okay? That's boring. And then just feel it out and then ask for their number. Like, if you can't go back and forth twice. Before asking for a number. It's stressful for Mm. us females. (laughs) Females. Females. So, yeah. Okay? I'll show you my Lego collection (laughs) when you earn it. (laughs) I need to trust you. Who do you think I am? I'm a good girl. (laughs) I don't give the cows milk, the milk, the cows away. What is it? I don't, I don't, I don't know. What? Anyways. Throw out the baby with the bathwater. Yep. (laughs) (laughs) He's asking for nudes already. (laughs) My Legos. (laughs) You know what's funny is what if like someone hits on me in a way that's like, I want to see your Lego collection and is like trying to be like. Yeah. Wink, wink. Bow, chicka, bow, and then wow. I'm like, okay. <laughs> I just send them like videos. Actual Legos. Here's like, my Millennium so Falcon. Show me your Legos. Dude, speaking of my Legos, so I finally started building my like huge $800 set. I've never spent that much on yes. one. Yes. Um, It's so much bigger than I thought it was. I saw your story. It's almost too big. Like, I'm stressed. I, where's it going to go? I don't know. I have no idea. It's going to be the centerpiece on the dining room table. When I was trying to flip the body over with the legs on it, they all popped off and fell, which only people who build Legos will understand this. When you drop a set and just, like, six pieces pop off, it's so hard because you have to, like go back and try to trace like where Where? did that piece come from yeah yeah because every piece has like a purpose you know so um all the feet fell off i had to like figure out how to like do it because it's so massive it's like hard to work with Mm. so i'm a little scared it's on a tv tray right now and i'm like (laughs) this tv tray might just be that's too high it might be a coffee table now no oh no yeah it's great follow me for updates At hey, Renee. Hi guys. Hi. Hi guys. <laughs> I was gonna say hi guys. Uh, yeah, welcome back to the podcast. This is Unsolicited Advice. I'm Ashley. That's Taryn. Yep. Um, I was in Santa Barbara two weekends ago. Yeah. And I was at this bar, uh, and I was having drinks. I was waiting for my dinner reservation to be ready. I was probably like 20 minutes away from it being ready. So I was just like sitting there, minding my own business. And this girl comes up to me. And is like, 
you're Ashley Nicole, right? And I was like, yeah. And she goes, I love your podcast. Ah. And I was like, you recognize me from the podcast? My girl. And she goes, you read my story once. Shut up. And I was like, wait, what story? She goes, well, I guess it was a tearing it up. And I was like, okay, which one is it? And she goes, do you remember the one where the girl was seated in the middle seat of a flight and had to pee so bad so she had to stand over she straddled the guy the person that was asleep and <gasps> slightly peed up. yeah i love that one i met her oh my god <laughs> in real life that's cool it was so great it was so great and i honestly was like i can't remember her name because my memory i have the memory me with of names. a 96 year old woman uh she was very sweet she, i forget if she was from there or if she was visiting there but um i just want to give her a shout out because i met her what in person up, and it is so rare um i feel like to be recognized for the podcast so whenever it happens it sticks with me yeah i i said a couple i think on my solo episode but um it's happened to me like a handful of times yeah. within this last month and a couple times in like starbucks drive through where they'll be like oh my gosh you have a podcast and I'm like yeah and I like geek out I don't know what it is like people can say like oh I love your channel and I'm like thanks but when they're fans of the podcast I'm, I'm like, like you are, you know, I love you you know you me know you know me. everything yeah. about me yeah it's wild yeah how you been Taryn <laughs> you know <laughs> great <laughs> how, those, how them dating apps treating you uh, not the best <laughs> Not the best. I, uh, I, you know, I go on when I'm bored. But then what ends up happening is it just chips away at my faith in mankind. So yeah. I, 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 I tend to back off when I'm like, okay, well, you're all terrifying. Yeah. People say the weirdest things to you. People say weird. People are weird. People weirdest are weird. things. I had a guy... I was so excited because we, speaking of what we just talked about earlier, we were having a really good conversation, like mm -hmm. talking about our jobs, talking about our days, talking about like random stuff. It was going so well, like for two days, which is <laughs> might as well be five years for like dating app lingo. Right. Mm -hmm. And then all, all of a sudden out of the blue we're not even talking about anything hot and steamy like literally talking about the weather that day <laughs> and i said something about like oh so what do you have going today and he responded with the most inappropriate i will not repeat sentence can you hint, can you hint? <laughs> no use lego <laughs> <laughs> he put the no, I'm just <laughs> uh, the toggle. No, I'm just kidding. Um, toggle. I don't think that's a Lego term. But basically, saying what he was doing, and I'm sure you can infer. Right. right. Having he was having a self love moment. Yeah. Mm -hmm. But I was literally like, what? Like what? What? We're talking about the weather. I was just talking to you about your grandma, sir. And he just like. <laughs> side punched you out of no, nowhere. No, I literally, so then what was funny is I immediately had opened it because yeah. I was excited. Like right. I was like vibing were, like him. having a good conversation. Yeah. Like yeah. I actually turned my notifications on because oh, I was damn. like, oh, I want to oh, know damn. when he responds. Yeah. Big deal for me. So then he responds and I'm just staring at it and I'm literally like in my mind, I'm just like, what is wrong with people like yeah. at least wait till the conversation goes in an area before you throw something like that it's, at someone you know 
even conversations like this, there has to be like some kind of like foreplay. And I mean it in that you have to have like yeah. simple conversations first before you freaking just dive right into it. It's like, like even if even if it's your first date, like you do you start talking about kids? How many kids yeah. do you want? No, you have to have a whole conversation that Amen, leads sister. to that naturally. Amen. You can't force it, otherwise they're gone. Yeah. Like you know when when Monica's like, Do you want lemonade? And Joey's like, Yeah, I'll take lemonade and she turns around and he's naked. Do you remember that <laughs> yeah, scene? Yeah, like that's yeah. how I felt. Like I was yeah. just like, How's your grandma? How's the weather? And I turned around and I was like, ah. And then, so then I don't respond and I'm just staring at it because I'm like, what is wrong? Right. And you could tell he immediately was like, oh, shoot. You know what I mean? Right. So then he Read responds the room, bro. right away with, oh my gosh, was that TMI? I still don't respond because I'm like, what? And then immediately he unmatches because I think he was like hopefully thinking if I unmatch she won't see that I just yeah, said he that because he was embarrassed. He panicked. But I had already grabbed a screenshot to you know <laughs> send to all my friends. But um not yeah. the screenshot. That's why I'm just like so something like that'll happen and then I'm like, why am I on this? And then yeah. I'll just disable it for a few months, then I'll come back when I'm bored. <laughs> I feel usually... like we need to do a deep dive on your profile. You must be sending some sultry pics. I'm not because though. I swear to God, this stuff only happens I'm to you. I'm not though. I am just so hot. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I think we need to get you in like a nice little, you know, button-up Church blouse. Bar. <laughs> I'm literally, but I don't even dress like provocatively. <laughs> and like one of my I pictures is so literally me holding Thor's hammer, the Lego. <laughs> like maybe that is it. I don't know. Honestly. I don't even Honestly, have prompts. That could be it. And it says I'm Christian and I want to have kids. <laughs> it's like <laughs> it's like I'm not throwing. I am not throwing anything out there to be picked up in that Between way. Between the Christian and wanting kids and Thor's hammer, you know what is being misread here? Maybe you guys can. If anyone out there knows, can you can you send us in? I'll, I'll put, we answer. should just post a collage of my dating app photos that I have and actually, then people can say actually but it's not like what is being misread because she's playing her cards right she's being very clear so clear and she keeps getting these slimy guys or just guys that are completely just missing missing it completely yeah I don't know man it's bad I'm it's scared bad. I'm genuinely scared <laughs> so it's fine anyways oh, um do you have another turn it up you kind of put your claim on tearing it ups early today so i'll give you this one as you guys know tearing it ups are one of our favorite segments this is when you guys send in funny stories or like embarrassing stories or you can't believe this happened to you stories um so if you have anything funny that you guys want to send in please write us all the details, all the embarrassing, awkward, weird details, uh, so we can read it on this podcast. This one is titled, It Wasn't a Prank. She writes, hey, y'all. Anonymous. <laughs> Very clear in the beginning. Hey, y'all. nice to meet Anonymous. you. Don't use my name. <laughs> all caps. Um, this particular tearing it up happened to me on an ordinary day last summer, and I will never, all caps, forget it. Uh -oh. Let me set the scene. My dad had barbecued. I had done the dishes. The sun was setting. I had work early the next morning at a local pumpkin farm. Life was good. Cute. <laughs> Can I be you? Okay, but why is that my dream wife? That's literally, fall is like my favorite season of all time. At a local pumpkin farm. And you work at a pumpkin farm? Which also I'm dying because she probably... <laughs> There's a gnat that's trying to attack me. 
really, it really it's coming from my eye. It's coming from my she eye. She was like fruit ninja. <laughs> um, so pumpkin farm for she probably lives somewhere cute. Like when I think of my local pumpkin farm, it's the parking lot attached to yeah. a Del Taco. Yeah. Well, that's Southern California with, for like, you. The off-brand Mickey Mouse bounce house. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, you're it's like, rough. that's not Mickey. It's not Mickey. That's Mickey's sh- shadow. That's Mitchell Dark Mouse. Shadow. <laughs> Mitchell Mouse. Wow. Okay, local pumpkin farm. Yeah. Life was good. This is right. That is. Until it wasn't. I had gathered my things, you know, my laptop, my crocheting, my water bottle from the deck outside since the sun was setting and the night was growing chilly. I always knew to come inside when the cicadas start screaming bloody murder from the trees. Remember my cicada song? Yeah. Cicada, cicada. That's all I knew. There's cicadas where my family vacations in the summer. <laughs> if you're like, why would you write a song about cicadas? That's why. Anyways, wow. I'm getting the giggles. She writes, I went downstairs to my room and dumped my stuff on my bed or the floor. I don't remember, but it doesn't really matter. What came next erased all memory I had of that moment. Suddenly, my heart seemed to leap out of my chest. <laughs> I noticed something weird on top of my small white bookshelf in the corner of my room. It was black and curved, kind of like someone had placed a black log of Play-Doh in between my snake plant and my aloe vera plant. (laughs) My girl (laughs) with her plants. My first thought was, oh, my brother's playing a prank on me with a fake rubber snake. But oh, how wrong I was. I just got full body goose (laughs) goose flush. (laughs) I calmly made my way back upstairs to the kitchen and told my mother that something long, squiggly, and dark was in my room and it kind of looked like a snake. I blamed my brother, of course. My mom's brow furrowed and she claimed that he would never pull off such a prank like that. So then my heart dropped. That would mean that it's real? I wanted to scream. I wanted to move houses. I wanted to burn my house to the ground if it meant killing the snake. My family raced to find my father, and once we did, we crept down the stairs and into my room to discover the black log hadn't moved. Oh, thank God. Imagine if it was gone. Yeah. The snake, which was very much alive, was simply chilling next to, get this, my snake plant. (laughs) Quite ironic. My heroic father then spent the next half hour wrestling the snake into a bucket and gasp, cuts his head off. Dramatic. Dramatic dad. No dad. Why you gotta cut his head off once you get it in a bucket? (laughs) She puts R.I.P. snake. Since we couldn't get to see the tail, we didn't know if it was poisonous or not. So my dad decided to cut his head off to be safe, which I get. Yeah, I get. There's kids involved. Yeah, (laughs) children. Children. Um, She writes, spoiler, it wasn't. I do feel bad about the death, but we could not save him. I went to work the next morning and told everyone who would listen about my snake fiasco. I had spent the night before cleaning snake blood and sanitizing any surface I could touch. To this day, I still don't know how it got inside the house, let alone my room. And yes, it haunts me a lot. I see snakes everywhere. Ew. (laughs) I hate snakes. I love living in the country, but I do not enjoy all the critters. 
ha ha ha. Well, I hope you enjoyed my low-key traumatizing snake situation. I love your podcast so much. It brings me so much joy. Hearts Anonymous. Oh my gosh. That's my I think snakes are one of they're they're up there of my like fears. I have never been a fan of snakes. I had a friend in high school who had snake pets that I you know what? Looking back, I was forced to hold them. I didn't want to, but she definitely <laughs> She's like, you was come in like, my room? <laughs> "You need to hold them." And I was like, "I'm not a snake person." And she was like, "You will be after this." Ew. So I held Ugh. them, and I'm just, you know, I'm still not a fan. No, uh, they can live their lives. That's fine. I'm not trying to get them extinct. I'm just saying yeah. I will not have them as a pet. They're not cuddly and cute. I have a friend who had. I don't think he has her anymore. I think it was a girl. But he had like a giant snake and he would post stories Uh -uh. like he'd be like, oh, I woke up to a sound. And then with his flash, the snake would be like coming out of the cage, like going up his dresser. And it was huge. I was, I can't remember where I heard this. I cannot remember where I heard this. It might, it was either a YouTube video, an article on TikTok. I can't remember. But um, there was this girl who had this pet yep. snake that was huge. Laid next to her. It laid next to yep. her and kept like stretching out long. And she's told someone about it. And they were like, he's measuring to see if he can fit you in his mouth. Yeah. The body, they, they yeah. stretch their body length. As long as they're as long as you, yep. they can fit you in yep. their stomach. Yeah. Have you seen the snakes that eat alligators? It is possible. Uh-huh. So that being said. I hate this. I'm itchy. Don't have a snake pet. <laughs> don't. <laughs> don't do With it. That being said, don't put yourself in that situation. Your life situation. What? Choices. <laughs> your life choices. I don't. I'm not questioning everyone who has a snake. But I am. But also. What happened in your childhood? <laughs> I'm just kidding. Okay. That went deep. That went, that went That went deep and Very dark. targeted. Okay, this is a short and sweet one. But it's I love a, short and it's sweet. It's a topic. It's a topic. Ooh, okay. Um, hi, y'all. I just wanted to say I love the advice y'all give out. Um, <laughs> I just want to say somebody made fun of me because when I was in Arkansas, I bought a pair of cowboy boots and I was like posting in my cowboy boots we like, all saw. constantly. Mm-hmm. And then someone was like, LOL, goes to stagecoach once. First of all. I've gone to stagecoach many times. <laughs> Second of all, I originate from Arkansas. <laughs> Arkansas. I got country in me. I grew up with a horse because every good, every good young girl should have a horse. <laughs> so I am country, and, and I don't know why that's that. I'm just and I'm that's saying online. y'all, and it's sounding natural, right, guys? <laughs> Anyways, uh, some situations. <laughs> some situations won't even relate to me but I'll take it as if it does I need your guys help with this situation in my life I became friends with this girl let's call her Tracy Tracy hey Tracy isn't that from hey Tracy talk to me talk to me talk to me baby from Goofy Movie isn't it Tracy you know what I'm talking about I don't know okay we became really close over the past years and she even became like family to me over the past few months, I noticed she started getting close with Cassie. My brother. Mm-hmm. Oh, no. And 
I asked her if there was anything going on between the two. This is this is the I will come back to this. Mm. She openly said they were dating. I was so shocked at first that I didn't know how to react. Fast forward to these past few weeks, she is hanging out with her boyfriend slash my brother at my house most days of the week. It's starting to frustrate me because we never really talk or hang out. When I do talk to her, I always feel weird because I don't know if she's going to tell my brother anything. I'm not sure if I want to be friends with her or if I should talk with her. What should I do? Love, Anonymous. (sighs) That is tough. I had a friend growing up who had... Her brother was was pretty... A lot older than us. Um, She was my age. And we... I remember her explaining to me that a lot of girls became friends with her just to get to her brother, um, who was like tall, popular, good looking. Didn't you have a crush on him too? No. Am I thinking of a different one? Um, Probably. I thought you had a crush on him. It definitely wasn't this one. Okay, okay. Um, And I remember... I remember being like, that's wild because I never had like an, an older brother that girls were like trying to get at. Yeah. Um, so I like had no idea, never saw what she was talking about. I thought she was just like really popular. Because <laughs> also your life is a lie. All the cool girls, all the cool girls, all the older cool girls like became friends with her and wanted to spend the night at her house. Mm-hmm. And then like she made that connection for me and I was like, well, damn. <laughs> I mean, girls are savage, dude. I was like, Oh, you're trying to have a sleepover with this girl so that her brother is like there yeah. and you guys can all like cozy up on the couch you and watch a movie I together. Used to go... <laughs> <laughs> who I used to go for is the moms. Oh, <laughs> you I would. would conveniently <laughs> sit next to a mom or or if she dropped something, I would rush over, literally like knocking imagine, small children out of I the way. I just imagine like your crush coming home from like basketball practice and you, you sitting believe. you sitting at the dining room table chatting with his mom you best believe because you know what they you know those moms at home and are like oh, you're not such a great girl, girl. Tarrant. yeah literally i had one mom one time i had a crush on this guy and he was actually friends kind of friends with my brother and so i was sitting and just like chatting with her right mm-hmm. and um she straight up said oh I, why doesn't he just marry you? Like, you're just the sweetest. And I was like, oh, my work here is done. <laughs> you go for the moms. That's all I'm saying. But, okay, getting back onto this. Right, right. Um, this one is tough. And I think it just started off in the wrong foot because of the fact that you had to ask is something going on? And then she's like, yeah, we're dating. That's the part that I would have had the hardest time with. Uh, I also, like, d- did we confirm with the brother that they're dating? I don't know. Because uh, she sounds crazy. But it does say that she's at, calls him her boyfriend, and she's at the house most days of the week. Oh. Just with the brother. So I think it's, like, okay, legit. They're dating, dating. But- Why didn't he tell her? He should have told her. That You should have found out from him, not her. I wouldn't be surprised if the friend was like, don't say anything. I don't want to like ruin our friendship, you know, like whatever. But then she's over every day of the week? No. I'm saying like before. Oh. Which, I mean, for me, if it was, say you had a brother that I was like into, I feel like I would drop hints of like, 
okay, like, your brother's so cute, like, blah, 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 and, like, right. kind of see how you feel about it. But then if I did have a crush on him, I wouldn't act on it, and I wouldn't say anything to you until I was like, oh, shoot, I, like, like him. Yeah. Before I even talked to him, though, I would talk to you and be like, hey, would this make you feel weird because right. I'd want to feel it out? Well, also, I feel like you do that in hopes of seeing if they're... If they like that idea. Yeah, because at that point, it's just me having a crush, right? Like, mm-hmm. I haven't even told him. It's not like we've kissed or held hands or had deep, meaningful talks yet. Yeah. So it would be easy for me to move on, hopefully, if you said you weren't fine with it. But if right. I go behind your back and I'm, like, dating him and then I tell you and you're like, no, well, I'm already attached to him. Yeah. It's kind <laughs> so of it's a like done you, deal already. Yeah, you went backwards. She went backwards, I feel like. Um, so that's rough. And also, like... I think it's very hard to do this balance in a good way, but she needs to, like, be aware that she's not making any effort with her, like, her friend, and just spending time with the brother. Like, I mean, you would think she'd be aware, but some girls, like, aren't aware. Some girls aren't aware, and also some girls, I think... Don't care. I'm sure the friendship (laughs) didn't mean as much to her Mm. as it did to you Mm. because in her head from the very beginning I wouldn't be shocked if she was only friends with you to get to the brother like I would not be shocked like Uh, she's like oh she's nice and she's friends with you but maybe she doesn't consider herself like close friends with you yeah um so maybe there's like a miscommunication on like how close of a friendship you guys actually have um I could just I just I feel like I know girls who would do that and that sucks and uh I I mean you kind you asked I don't know if I want to be friends with her or if I should talk with her. I feel like everything's worth at least having a conversation before you make a big decision. Mm-hmm. And um, I actually know two people that this exact situation had happened, mm-hmm. and it was really rough for them to find a new dynamic. But the sister had to sit down her friend slash now girlfriend. Um, brother's girlfriend and say like hey I like this is hard for me like I come out and you're here and you're usually here for me and to hang out with me but you're with my brother and like I want to talk to you or hang out with you but I feel awkward so we've got to find a new dynamic and they had to work at it to find a rhythm of her being intentional like hey I love you sweetie but go to your room like I'm hanging out with her right now you know I was gonna say all you need to do I feel like a lot of people go through situations like this and they're not always the same but like it's very similar if you look at it from this perspective me and Alicia started working together and our line between like personal lives and sisters and work line got very blurred and we were you know it, it got very blurred and it wasn't healthy what we had to do and it sounds silly but it helped a lot was like okay work hat on did you do this today are we going to be able to do this today are are you ready for next week do we need to prep anything for the next video like we would do that and then be like okay sister hat on what's for dinner (laughs) you know and so like it, it would get really confusing if i needed to drop everything and like go edit a video because i forgot to edit a video or you know be like um i'm off the clock (laughs) <laughs> yeah you can edit it if you want I'll be getting to it in the morning yeah. you know and I think it was really helpful to do the whole the silly little like work hat sister hat situation so I think what I would do if this is your friend and you want to continue that friendship say hey I want intentional girl time yeah boom 
there it is. You can obviously still date the brother. It's fine. But when we are having hangout time, I want hangout time. I don't want him tagging along. I don't want him to be there in the background watching us and you like primarily there for him. You know, I want if we're having girl time, then let's go do girl time. Maybe not even at the house. Yeah. Maybe let's let's just not get the brother involved in Mm -hmm. any way. You know, let's go to the mall. Let's go to the park. Let's do whatever. Yeah, no, I fully agree. I think there needs to be boundaries. The whole, I don't know, like, if I can trust her not telling my brother stuff, like, that's hard. That's tough, yeah. Because I think in relationships, like, you know, even with my brother and Vanessa, who, like, me and my sister-in-law have become, like, best friends, and I... I tell her a lot of stuff and I also tell Brett stuff because he's my brother. Mm-hmm. And I I do feel like because we have individually such healthy relationships and then I have a relationship with them as a couple as well, I feel like there have been times where I've been like, hey, like, I want to tell you something, but don't say something to the other person. And obviously it's never like maniacal or about that other person. It's just there are some things I would want to tell her that I'm like I don't necessarily want my brother like chiming in on what he would do in this scenario you know yeah so um I think this the simple fix to that is hey when you don't want something when you don't want your brother to hear something going out of your way to say hey this is for your eye your eyes your ears only yeah don't go blabbing to your brother or anyone else you know and just making that clear yeah like abundantly clear so that if he does find out from her then it's clear she told and went against your wishes yeah because assuming she won't tell him is probably like not safe (laughs) yeah yeah because people in relationships i mean often tell each other everything yeah so. so i would be very clear like hey this thing i'm about to tell you is for you only yeah you know and if she and it if she can't rise up to that then you need to find another friend that you go to you can still be friends but you can't tell her stuff like that yeah yeah Oof, this is definitely a hard one, but I would I would have a conversation, throw it out there. It'd be good to just have closure to this situation anyways, especially like if she keeps dating him and ends up marrying him, you don't want to mm-hmm. have just forever tension. So just kind of vibe out. If if in it you're like, hey, we can still love each other and hang out when you're here, but I kind of need to take a step back. Maybe you both feel that way. Yeah. And it can be mutual and you move on, but and also, I would definitely have a conversation. Where the hell's the brother in this? I feel like there's nothing wrong with going up and being like, hey, next time you decide to date one of my best friends, oh, can you I tell me first? Fight. I would fight. Like I I I genuinely mean this. I think his he should be in more trouble <laughs> yeah. for not being the he should have take gone out of his way to be like, Hey, I like your friend. I'm I'm just, I'm letting you mm-hmm. know, like I am intending to date her. I just want to let you know that. Yeah. You know? Just so, you know, you should have heard about this from him, not, not Yeah. You know. I in my head I'm like family friendship yeah. family comes first like he I, he yeah. should have done that no so, totally I can imagine call him out for it I mean I'm so aggressively involved in my brother's life by my choice I was gonna so, say um, <laughs> I'm ag- I am aggressive so I've only had there was when I was younger one of my friends who like at that time like, my brothers felt so much younger than me. You know, like, now I feel like they're all my age. Like, even Ryan, who's, like, I nine swear, years apart. Once you hit 21, oh my age gosh. is a blur. No, I'm like, yeah. we're just best friends, and we've yeah. always, like, grown up together. But even Brett, who's, like, less than two years younger than me, but when we were back in, like, high school, 
that was so different. You yeah, know what I mean? Absolutely. And I remember one of my friends one time said something. And, oh, my gosh, I came at her so hard and was like, over my dead body? Like, no. Because she was <laughs> – she she had a little bit of – I was like, girl, I know all your dirty secrets. Yeah. Like, you can't you can't share with me the things you have and then think, like, I'm going to be like, yes, here's my yes, innocent little here's brother. Here's my little brother. Yeah. But um, – and I don't think – Brett was very – I remember there's one of his friends who I loved. He was so much fun. One of his friends made a comment about me being hot, mm -hmm. and I never saw him at our house again. <laughs> never. Brett yeah. just like Brett would just isolate me from anyone who thought I was attractive. Where Ryan would come home and be like, "Oh my god, all the guys on my football team think you're hot." Like yeah. he loved it. He thought it was like funny. Yeah. Brett was like. You're dead to me. <laughs> Which very much fits their personality. Yes, fully, yeah. fully, fully. Um, yes, Anonymous, you got this. You got this. You got this. You got this. Okay, we're going to go ahead and get into my story. This one is titled, Does Working Together Ever Work Out? Uh, we'll let you know. <laughs> TBD, folks. We, we worked very well together. TBD, folks. I'm just kidding. Oh, snap, crackle. Um, Who they, in a divorce between us? Who gets the kids? The pod. Rock, oh. paper, scissors? Well, shoot. I don't think I would get it because it's technically under your management. I was going to say. Management. I, I will start a rival. I'm signed I with studios. I will start a rival <laughs> podcast. And I she will, will say riot solicited advice. Imagine. Um, and it's just me like she this. She at the door with her picket sign. <laughs> me holding my own leg up. <laughs> um, there, there's that. Um, here we go. I would hack your email. <laughs> Dear Taryn and Ash. Yes? <laughs> I am Rachel. And yes, you can say my name. I am an Enneagram 5 in most places, but I'm an Enneagram 6 at work. I'm also a teacher. Strangely. That's interesting. Yeah, I thought that was interesting too. That's interesting. Yeah. I do think I have a different work personality than my actual personality. So You know what? I I definitely think I used to, but I think because my job involves kids, mm -hmm. I think my two is just like dominant all oh, the time. Because two is in full swing. My yeah. job is caring for other people yeah. and like helping. So not only are you caring, but your job requires you to be caring. Yeah. But like when I was like a waitress, because I mean all my jobs have been like education or child care related like mm -hmm. I was a nanny preschool teacher all those things but my only job that I wasn't was a waitress and I was very I think my three came out honestly and sometimes one because yeah, I was very it like it was necessary my apron was so organized with like my pens and my notebook and I was so maniacal about like how I took orders down like how mm -hmm. I put it in like I that was job required yes. organization yes. and so that's very interesting yeah. I've never thought about that of like you can swing from wing to wing in different environments. It's interesting. Oh, absolutely. And at different ages. If you guys don't know what we're talking about, Taryn and I love to love to dive into the Enneagram. Um, if you want to learn more about yourself and the people in your lives, then definitely take the test. Okay. Mm -hmm. um, back to the story. Sorry. She writes. <laughs> so sorry. Strangely, when I took the test as a student, I was a bit more of a two. It's crazy to me how we can change and adapt to different environments to such an extent and as we get older. Um, but knowing my type has been very insightful to help me adjust. Hmm. I've been a slow listener of the pod, but have caught up on most of your guys' work, the pertinent life skills you girls give, 
is such a service to the world. And she has a little smiley face, Aww. which is so cute. She continues, I'm coming to you for some friendship group advice. I have a group of five to six friends from my junior college days in my country. This is for 17 to 18 year olds before teens get to go to college and university. So she said her junior college days, which is 17 to 18 year olds before they go to actually actual college. Oh, I'm pretty sure she's from Singapore. So they separate college, like it's junior college and actual college? Mm -hmm. Wow, interesting. Okay, she writes, I am now 26 and have kept in pretty close contact with these friends. We met up for collective birthdays and usually during the Christmas season. There are two parts to this saga, so I will explain what happened in our teens and then now in our 20s. She writes, teens. Right after we graduated from junior college at 18, two friends in this friend group decided to apply for separate internships at the same company. We'll call these two friends Jenny and Lila. Since junior college, Jenny has been the slightly more level-headed one who had better grades than most of us. She is also the eldest daughter and cousin in her family, so she has a lot of expectations placed on her. She tends to avoid confrontation and be a yes woman. Lila, on the other hand, has always been incredibly street smart but can be perceived as too blunt and wears her heart on her sleeve over the years lila had to manage to see a therapist to manage her anxiety which increasingly got worse and worse during university both of them would clash in thoughts and behaviors since knowing each other so somehow when they decided to work at such proximity in the same place the rest of us were baffled and horrified <laughs> and rightly so a few months later into the internship, we started hearing from both of them separately that they were not getting along, especially since the interns would have lunch together. Long story short, there was a major conflict that occurred at work and our friendship group had to bear the brunt of their workplace politics affecting our work mm. friend group dynamic outside of the nine to five. Thankfully, when they got out of the internship and we all started university, the two of them decided to sort things out and we could all coexist again, at least for the next four years that we were at the same university together. But here's where it doesn't necessarily get better. And she writes, 20s. I love this. <laughs> I know, it's fun. Flash forward to graduating from university, some of us decided to go back to places we had interned at during university, and Jenny was one of them. But do you want to guess what Jenny did? She adds, pause for emphasis. Yes. She asked Lila if she wanted to work at the company she had just gotten a full-time job at. Jenny basically recommended Lila to her team. So now... <laughs> To recap, the two girls are back to working Literally at the same company and together for on their team. Yeah. So sure, it had been at least five years since the previous workplace incident that almost destroyed our friendship group. But the rest of us thought that we had all learned the same lesson. It's tough to work with friends. What more with someone who did not get along with you the first time you worked together? Mm -hmm. So these were all really big red flags. Three months into the co-working situation, Lila started to surface grievances about Jenny not sticking up for her at work and sabotaging her. One of our junior college teachers that we kept in contact with knew about the first season of the drama that went down. When the same teacher caught wind of the second season, our teacher knew what was on the rest of our minds. Shit was going to hit the fan. Who would clean up this mess this time? 
Before the final straw, four of us were hearing from both parties and it was getting worse as the other co-workers were getting caught in between and fueling the fire. The worst part was that when we wanted to stage an intervention or some kind of mediation session, our country went into lockdown because of the pandemic. We figured a Zoom intervention would work just as well. It was an incredibly stressful period, and the lack of face-to-face communication definitely did not help manage the situation. On one occasion, Jenny, who wanted to reach out, called Lila on the same day 14 times straight, but she refused to pick up. While Jenny thought that she was showing persistence in trying to salvage the friendship Lila felt suffocated at not being given space. While our country is finally opening up and we can all meet face to face again, now we have to have two separate meetups for birthdays and events. Jenny has gotten married this year in a private ceremony with just family and will hold a bigger reception for friends at the end of the year, which only four of us are invited to because Lila didn't get an invite. Lila is in a long-term relationship with a partner who has been a great support for her and helping her manage her anxiety and we're all very happy for her. We recently visited Jenny and her husband at their new home as I was driving the three of us in the friend group back to our homes. One of them raised a question that had been on the back of our minds for the past two years. How long can we keep this up? Will we have to constantly need to celebrate birthdays twice to accommodate Jenny and Lila separately? Out of the four of us, I might be the next one getting married. We wondered how we are going to seat Lila and Jenny at the service and reception. Would they somehow lock eyes at church and then suddenly feel a spark to forgive each other? God have mercy. Other things have been on my mind. Do the four of us remain in this friend group and wait it out for Jenny and Lila to finally forgive one another? Do we stage our long delayed intervention in real life? Or might we have to live in the Hannah Monta- Montana? Montana? Hannah Montana. Or we might have to live in the Hannah Montana life of toggling between the best of both worlds of Lila and Jenny. Thank you for reading this incredibly long winded letter. Hearing your thoughts on the situation is much appreciated. My love to you both. God bless and um, blessings to those whom you share your hearts and time with. Cute. Well, that was precious. Wow. Um, friendship drama, period, is tough. Friendship group drama is out of this mind wild. Yeah. I can't keep up with it. I don't have the energy for it. Um, so maybe that kind of like gives you a glimpse on how, where I stand on this. But obviously we'll hear Taryn's thoughts too. In my opinion, what is happening between the two of them is so immature. The world is stressful enough than to have to deal with stuff like this. So in my head, I'm friends with both of them, but they they can deal with their own drama. Mm-hmm. I'm not going to I've already made it clear how I feel about this. I've already tried to do an intervention. That's enough work on my part. Yeah. If they can't be together, then that's their fault. I'm inviting both of you to the wedding. If you guys want to both come, then you better behave. Yeah you're my friends. Mm -hmm. I want you both there. Yep. But I'm not going to not invite someone and I'm not going to sit there stressed during my wedding day, stressing about your guys' friendship. Mm -hmm. That's, that's not, it's so unnecessary. It is so unnecessary. In my opinion, I think you and your friend group who is having to deal with the brunt of this have done a lot. And I think it's very sweet that you were like trying to help them with stuff, but I think they're grown adults and they can figure this out on their own. If yeah. they can't coexist together, then that's their fault. And I yeah. think they need to find another friend group or just not be friends. Yeah. 
unfortunately, I have a friend group where something kind of similar happened. Very different, but two of our like core girls aren't friends anymore. And mm. it was a very dramatic, like all of a sudden they're not friends. And all we ever did was all hang out together um, <laughs> at their place where they used to live at. So it was very like, no yep. one knew what to do. And this is, I'm, I'm saying what I, I'm preaching what I've done, <laughs> I guess. I'm friends with both and I will continue to be friends with both. If I throw a party, they're both invited, but that's yep. on them. That's not my responsibility. Yep. I've done, I've done enough. Yeah. You know, no, I've, I fully, fully agree. I mean, first of all, if these two girls are like fine together when they're just not working together, then I mean, to me, I feel like they need to figure that out. Like yeah. one of them needs to not work there anymore. And it's kind of, I mean, what did they expect to be different? I'm kind of confused on how they, like, basically just decided, decided to, to work together. Again. Yeah. Um, I do agree. I think you can be sensitive as a friend to when there's drama going on. But at the same time, that's not your job to worry about. Yeah. And if I were you guys, I would, I would probably say, like... Hey, I just want you to know I'm sending this text to you and Lila. Mm -hmm. um, and I just want you both to know, like, I love you both so much. We've gone through so much. It, you guys are both my friends. But this this rivalry, this thing going on is really affecting me. And I, I don't want to spend my whole life worrying about what's going on. So... I'm going to I'm going to continue to invite you guys to stuff. You guys can make the decision if you want to come or not. But but you need to know that like this is affecting our friend group. Mm -hmm. And yeah, I, I'm curious how much they realize or if they even well, realize what, how much this is affecting the because friend group. If they're, if they're saying they have to have two separate birthday parties and she's not even inviting the other one to the wedding, it must yeah. be like a big thing like yeah. a big blow up so yeah. I just think at the end of the day you've got to do what you got to do yeah. and and they can either coexist or they can make that decision for themselves but with the with the bottom line being if you guys are gonna be like this and come to our stuff and be selfish and make this about you then I'd rather you just not come you yeah. know what I mean yeah. like and then if it gets to the point where they're not respecting you guys as friends and not being dramatic and ruining these big events in mm -hmm. your life, then, I mean, maybe you do need to cut them off to a certain extent. But yeah. I think it just needs to be made clear to both of them. We're all friends. We've been through so much. I don't understand why it's gotten to this. I hope that one day you guys can work it out on your own. Mm -hmm. But moving forward... I'm not gonna. I'm not gonna do two birthday dinners. Like I'm gonna yeah. do a birthday dinner. I'm gonna invite you both. If you want to come, cool. Be cordial. If not, don't come. And I'm bummed. Like that yeah. makes me sad that you can't come. But moving forward, you. This is for you guys to work out, and it can't keep affecting all of us. I completely agree with Taryn. I think give them one last, sh one last shot, one last shebang. Uh, break down how selfish they're being. Use the word selfish. I think a lot of people uh, will perk up when they hear that they're being called out for being selfish. Um, and j just be very clear that you want this friend group to work, 
but they're breaking it. Mm -hmm. And if they want to break it, then they have been asked to (laughs) quietly leave. (laughs) You know, like we are all trying to just live life in a very weird world and life is hard and stuff like this is so unnecessary and shouldn't be carried by the rest of you guys. If this is their drama, they're the ones who should be carrying the burden, not you. I've never understood. I mean, there have been times where I've been really hurt in situations because I felt like my friends were on my side when there was like drama, right? But I feel like at the end of the day, most people are able to separate out and say like, Okay, this is still this is my thing. Mm-hmm. And I remember I think I've told this story. I know you know the story. And I this is this is a low moment of mine. And I'm sure someone listens to this podcast that is friends with my ex. Maybe my ex listens. And I'm not I don't love that he'll know the story. Okay. <laughs> but I'm pretty sure I've told it already. But there was a big event that happened after a breakup. And we, we've we always said there's such a correlation between friendship breakups and romantic ones. Yeah. And it was one of my really, really good friend's birthdays. And I could tell she felt so uncomfortable and didn't know what to do. And so she was like, I really want you to come, but I understand. And so for me, I was like, you know what? I made the choice to go because I wanted to be there for her. It was super uncomfortable. My ex was there with his, like, new girl, like, literally a month after we had broken up. and Mm, Classy. Super. It was just so uncomfortable. She was, like, all up in my face and, like, flaunting them flirting. Also classy. I had just got Charlie, so he was in my arms. Charlie's her dog. Yeah, he was a teacup Yorkie, so he was so tiny. He was a little puppy. I couldn't leave him by himself. I, at one point, got super overwhelmed, so I snuck out and went in the back alleyway. And as I'm standing there, I look over, and his car had, someone had, I think I, in the dust in his car, I wrote, I love Taryn, and it was still on his car. That's how fresh our breakup was. Yeah. I literally, I look at it. I turn and I just start puking, like throwing up in the bush and crying. And I'm holding this puppy and like throwing up because I just had like such an extreme emotional response. Literally like wiped my mouth, wiped my tears, walked back in, was like, happy birthday, like spent a couple minutes with my friend. And then I was like, oh, I'm so sorry. Like I have to, I'm babysitting. Like I have to go, right? Yeah. I left. I cried in my car. It was a very traumatic experience. But... I was able to separate out. This is not about me. Like, yeah, this, this moment, is someone else's birthday. Yeah. So, but at the same time, that was so miserable for me. And I knew that wasn't sustainable that I ended up having to really separate myself. And your friend wouldn't want you to no. sit there and deal with that. No. Yeah. So, so if uh, what I'm, uh, what I'm trying to get at is I'm not undermining that it's hard for these girls to be around each other. Mm-hmm. But that is their adults, and that's their decision to make. And yeah. either they put their big girl pants on, come to these events, be cordial, and leave the drama out of it, or they decide, I can't do this, and they need to move on and find yeah. something else. That's and, not your job to do. And I think either one is fine. Yeah. If they can't be around each other, and, and you talk to them, and they're like, listen, I love you, but I can't be with it's around her, yeah. then that's fine. Yep. But you need to claim that just own that decision as an adult and then 
plan accordingly yeah then then if you don't then maybe bow out from birthday parties and say hey i'd love to take you to lunch later yeah you know or or send her a present or you know some something different but like don't don't force the entire friend group to throw another birthday party yeah. just so you get to be there you know like yeah. that's not fair you're no, making yeah. everyone else go through this too and i think i think to an extent you guys are allowing it to happen by Mm-hmm. being accommodating which I think you're doing out of the no kindness of your heart hurt the other and no one wants to single anyone yeah. out but I think oh it's time like mm-hmm. a line needs to be drawn of hey I love you both I want you to be a part of my life I'm yeah. I'm not going to keep having two things I would love for you to be there but I understand if you can't even the categories you chose teens and 20s I think like really describe it yeah. like this is stuff that you know is very like immature and very teen like which is fine you're going yeah. through it in your teens but we're talking careers now. We're talking twenties yeah, now. Yeah. We're talking marriages. Like we are past that, and we don't have yes. time to deal with stuff like mm-hmm. that. So, that being said, Taryn and I got your back. Yeah, we totally feel and empathize with what you're going through. Yeah. It is not your responsibility to do this. Give them one last little like talk to, you and then be done with them. Yeah, and they can do whatever they choose to do as grown adults. Agreed. But you are so sweet and so kind for trying to keep your friend group together. Um, friend friend losses, friend breakups are the worst. Yeah. They're the absolute worst. I'm so sorry you're experiencing it. But I have high hopes for you, baby girl. High hopes. You're going to be fine. <laughs> you got this. Not um, me bringing up a traumatic. I'm like, <laughs> just relived that experience. Oof, and I was like, yeah. that was... I heard myself telling the story. I'm like, that was intense. Yeah, I remember you have said that on the podcast before. I thought I had. But um, I felt like I relived it with you, too. <laughs> it's been a minute. I've never I've never had, like, that where, you know, like, if you get, like, really sad or scared or, like, something intense happens, and in the movies you'll see people, like, throw up. Like, they just saw yeah. a dead body and they, like, throw up. Well, that makes, I guess, a little more sense. It's a little different. <laughs> I guess it's a little An different. emotional... But thing yeah, caused that you was, to be physically ill. I'd never experienced that. Mm-hmm. I was just like, what just happened? And poor Charlie, he was like, literally looked like a giant hamster. And I'm like holding him trying to pee. It was, it was, it was rough. But we're here. We're surviving. <laughs> but we're fine. We're getting hit on by weird men on the internet. So, <laughs> so who's really the winner? <laughs> Winner, winner. Guys, thank you so much for making it to, uh, oh wait, no. Yeah, we need uh, a dad sh- joke. You're so, you know what I said in my solo episode? I said, what does Ashley say? And I said what you said. The mostest or whatever. The mostest? Whatever happened to the guy who invented the knock-knock joke, Ash? Um, he, <laughs> this is great. He knocked out. Close. Not really, but I heard he won the Nobel Prize. Oh. Because Nobel. Nobel. Because <laughs> he knocks. Because he knocks. <laughs> Got it. <laughs> that was good. not one of my favorites. That's good. Uh, that was great. That was brilliant. Yeah. Okay. Okay, well. guys. Thank you so much for making it to the dad joke. If you did, we love you the mostest. <coughs> if you have a life story, an event, some friendship drama, a breakup, relationship drama that you want advice on, or you just want to share, um, please submit your stories because that's the content we need to keep this podcast going. So yep. uh, we love you guys so much. Uh, thanks for listening. We'll talk to you guys soon. Love you. Bye. Bye. Bye.